Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. All right. So, we won't be there for just a minute, but uh, just to be ahead of the curve, go ahead and open your Bibles up to Matthew chapter 6. And after you do that, uh, I want a little bit of audience participation. I would like you to raise your hand if you had a busy day today. Okay. Raise your hand if you've had a pretty busy week. It's kind of been a nuts week. Work, home, whatever. All right. Uh, Now, if uh, everybody else had just a busy, like, month. Like, this year has just been, it's just been, it's just been crazy, right? And uh, how about a busy life? Like, life is just nuts, okay? Uh, I think whether you raise your hand or not, maybe you didn't raise it because you're just tired because you had a busy day. I don't know. <laughs> but I think all of us, in some way, shape, or form, and we've all gone through seasons. Maybe you're going through a season and you're just not quite so busy right now. But I think a lot of us go through those seasons and are in that season now where life is just busy. One thing after another, one day after another, just it's like the days just come and go. And they're like, what happened? Uh, work, school, family, family obligations, Serving in the church, going to church, church functions, hobbies, sports, kids, grandkids, friends of kids. Like it's just, it seems like every day is just jam-packed with all kinds of stuff. We live in a very fast-paced and busy world, a very fast-paced and busy world. And if we're not careful, we can really get carried away in all of that busyness. I know I am like super susceptible to that. It's almost like my identity is in just being busy. It's like, oh, I've got so much to do. I'm trying to be productive. I'm trying to do this, do that, and the other thing. And so when somebody asks me, hey, how's your day? Oh, I'm busy. Oh, I'm busy. How's your week been? Oh, I'm been, I've just been busy. It's almost like if I tell them I'm busy, in their minds, I'm doing something important. <laughs> when that's not always necessarily the case, right? Some of that busyness can just be flat-out distraction, Okay. Uh, how many of you have ever maybe uh, turned on a show and were flipping through channels or something and all of a sudden uh, an hour or two is gone? Or flipping through social media and all of a sudden time is gone. Like it just, time just evaporates. You know what I'm saying? Like just sometimes stuff is just not necessarily good business. It's, it's simply distraction. And there are times in our lives when we need that distraction. We need to just take a quick break and just kind of let our minds just kind of rest a bit. And sometimes that distraction is okay. And none of those things that we keep busy with is in and of themselves bad. However, when you pile it all together, when you pile it all together, it has a tendency to rob us of something that's very, very important. And that is a deeper relationship with our Heavenly Father, a deeper relationship with Jesus. So in Matthew, actually, before we get to Matthew, uh, I'm not going to read the entire excerpt uh, because it's actually pretty long. But in, um, if any of you are familiar with the Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis, it's a, it's a masterful piece where C.S. Lewis is writing from the perspective of two demons, an older demon and a younger demon. And the older demon is sharing wisdom of how to get people away from out of the clutches of the enemy, as he would call it, which would be God, okay? And in this particular excerpt, there's a part where the older demon is sharing some wisdom, and he's saying, don't 
uh, he calls uh, his, his, the person he is, he's with or whatever, the patient or whatever. Don't uh, uh, try to argue with the patient because the enemy, God, has truth on his side for all intents and purposes. The enemy has a good argument too. What you should do instead is distract him with mundane daily living, mundane daily things. And as I look at that, I'm like, oh my goodness, am I distracted with mundane daily things on a regular basis, on a regular basis? But I'm going to share three points with you tonight, three points. And that first point is Matthew chapter 6. Let's look at verse 31. And this is Jesus speaking here. So don't worry. And I, the, the uh, New King James is up there. I'll be reading out of the New Living Translation. So I apologize. That's kind of what I used to study out of. Verse 31. So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all of your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and He will give you everything that you need. Seek first the kingdom of God above all else. What does it say? It says that mundane daily living, and yes, work is important. You kind of need a job to go to the grocery store and buy food. In fact, these days you almost need two jobs to go to the grocery store and buy food. We stocked up the other day and I just about passed out. We buy two or three weeks at a time, just like I said, again, hectic lives. So we try to stock up if we can and plan out meals. And it's just, it's... uh, it's crazy. I almost had to call my banker and get him on the phone and say, uh, we need to work something out. Uh, this is getting nuts. But so obviously work is important. Kids, obviously school is important, right? You know, these things are important, but we just have to remember what's the first thing? What's the primary thing? What's the thing we have to do in our lives? What's the most important thing? And that is to seek first the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. It doesn't, seek, it doesn't say seek the kingdom of God and that's it. It just says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. And sometimes throughout our day-to-day busy lives, hectic weeks, hectic months, it's easy for us to start seeking other kingdoms. It's easy for us to start seeking the kingdom of entertainment, the kingdom of pleasure, the kingdom of sports, the kingdom of school, the kingdom of rising to the top at work, the kingdom of this, that, or the other thing. But what does Jesus say? Jesus says, no, 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 no. That stuff's important. God knows you need clothes to wear. God knows you need food to eat. God knows that you need, uh, you know, a roof over your head. God knows these things. He knows them better than you do. But seek first the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Don't let material things become a dominant kingdom in your life. Because Jesus even says that unbelievers let these things dominate their thoughts. Like that's all they think about day in and day out. How am I going to get by? What am I going to do? Where's my, where, what am I going to put my hope in? I put my hope in my job. Now my job is gone. Oh my gosh, now what am I going to do? If we seek first the kingdom of God, we'll find that we have a, a more sure foundation when some of those material things are wiped away. We'll have a more sure foundation when some of those things that uh, we're about busyness with are gone or no longer help us or no longer offer the comfort and satisfaction that they once did. We need to build our... Uh, 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 lives on a more sure kingdom. That's the kingdom of God. So we need to seek first God's kingdom. Seek first His will for our lives. Seek first a relationship with Him. Then in Psalm 37, 
Psalm 37, we're going to look at verse, starting in verse 4. Now check this out. So we need to seek first the kingdom of God. Then what? Verse 4, take delight in the Lord and He will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him and He will help you. So we need to seek first the kingdom of God. Seek God's kingdom. Then what? When we seek God's kingdom, what do we do then? Then we take delight in His word. And in, their, uh, uh, in some passages, that word delight uh, it, it has a connotation of a relationship, joking around with somebody, taking joy in that time with somebody. So when we take delight, when we take delight in the Lord, He will give us our heart's desires. Now, that doesn't mean He's going to give you everything you want and everything you're hoping for. No, what that means is He will help you develop the right desires in your heart. When we develop and um, we take delight, when we have that relationship with our Heavenly Father, and we are putting His kingdom above all else and putting a priority on our time with Him and taking delight in Him, what's that going to do? Naturally, that's going to change our desires. Not because we want what we want, so God's like, well, if you spend some time with me, I'll give you what you want. No. God's like, when you spend time with me, you're going to understand that what you want isn't good sometimes. God's going to say, when you spend time with me and take delight in me, I will show you what you should want. Does that make sense? Right? It's like if, 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 it's like if, you, if you are hanging out with a group of friends, and I feel like we, I say this in youth group all the time. I know Pastor Mike says it quite a bit too. You know, I can, I can show, you your, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. We hang out with a bad group of friends, our desires are going to change to reflect that bad group of friends, right? We hang out with a good group of friends, our desires are going to reflect some of their desires, a good group of friends, right? So you are like who you hang around. When we take delight in the Lord, when we take delight in our relationship with Him, when we are conversational, when we pray, when we focus on Him each day in and day out, our desires begin to change. When we are about our own busyness day in and day out, oh, I didn't have my quiet time this morning. I'll try to catch it tonight. How many of you know that doesn't always work? I mean, unless you are like a dedicated night owl. Uh, I, used to, I used to pretend to be a dedicated night out. Now I just kind of stare blankly at the wall if I try to stay up too late. So you can say, oh, I didn't catch my quiet time this morning, my prayer time this morning, my, my time with the Lord this morning. I'll, I'll catch it tonight. And then by the time you get home after a busy day, what happens? You're only half there. You're tired. You're worn out. You've got all this stuff racing through your mind from the day and maybe even thinking through stuff for the next day. When we bring God our first fruits, when we bring God our first time, all right? And if you're a morning person like me, I try to get up early in the morning and try to spend my time with God in the morning. Oh my gosh, does it make a difference? Why? Because I'm taking what for me is my first fruits in the morning. And again, if you're a nighttime person and that's like when you are productive, well, then that's your first fruits and that's fine. Everybody's going to be a little bit different. Everybody's wired a little different. But if I take that time and I seek the Lord, I seek his kingdom, I take delight in the Lord for that time in the morning, my thought process for the day changes. My desires for the day change. What I feel is super important might change a little bit. I might say, you know, I have this on my plate today. You know, that's not that big of a deal. I'm probably going to push that aside or just not even mess with it altogether. It's something I don't need to waste my time with. So seek the kingdom of God above all else. Else take delight in the Lord. Spend time with Him and He will 
impact the desires of your heart. He will change the desires of your heart. He will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him and He will help you. So do you pick up kind of the direction that we're headed here? We seek first the kingdom of God. We put that first place in our lives. And then as we do that, we spend time delighting in the Lord, delighting in His Word. Because when we delight in His Word, He shows us and gives us right desires. And then turn to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55. Now Isaiah is writing to the exiles who are in Babylon. To the exiles in Babylon. Listen to this. Starting in verse 1, Isaiah 55, verse 1. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink, even if you have no money. Come, take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does, does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. Now, what's God saying here? God isn't necessarily saying here, hey, come to me and I'll give you a bunch of freebies. No, what's he saying? He's like, live your life with me. Devote your life to me. Put away and avoid all this junk that you see going on around you in Babylon. Don't take their culture on top of yourself. Don't take their culture into your own life. Don't absorb their culture. Come to me. Come to me. If you want to eat and drink the goodness of life, come to me and I will show you unfailing love, the unfailing love that I promised to David. Come to me. Don't let the cares of the world, don't let Babylon invade your heart just like it invaded your country and took you captive. Don't let their way of thinking take you captive too. Keep your thoughts on me. Come to me for these things, for the basic necessities of life. Come to me with your ears wide open and listen to me. You will find life. So as we seek God and put His kingdom above all else, as we take delight in His Word, spending time with Him, developing a relationship, praying, and He gives us those right desires, then what do we do? We live in His grace. We live in that way of thinking. Does that make sense? We seek We seek, we take delight in Him, we take delight in that which we've sought for, which is the kingdom of God, a relationship with God. We take delight in that, we take it seriously, we laugh with Him, we love with Him, we we pray, we joke. There's sometimes, and I'll be driving, and I'll think of something funny, and I'll just laugh out loud to myself and just say, thank you, God. Like, that was just a funny, like, just this weird, not weird, I shouldn't say weird, this, like, this interesting, just, like, I'm just feeling God's presence all the time, and I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm super spiritual, I'm super Christian, I'm not saying anything like that, I'm not, there are times when I'm just, I'm just feeling God's presence, does that make sense? And I'm just thanking God, thank you, Father, for helping me catch that green light, you know, I got to make this appointment, or whatever, just, just being in that presence, being in God's presence, and being receptive to hearing His voice, just any time throughout the day, so I think in our lives, there's some things we, can, we need to evaluate that we can maybe put aside. Some of that busyness that we can put aside and slow down just a little bit. And I'm speaking to myself right now. I don't know if any of y'all are getting any of this, but I'm speaking to myself right now. Take a minute and reevaluate everything that we fill in our day, in our week, in our months, in our seasons of life. Because if we're not careful... We will stack 
everything together and it will become a kingdom that God can't rise above. Not because he's not powerful enough, but because we won't let him. Not because God doesn't desire a relationship with us. He absolutely does. But we have a part to play in that. So when we seek God and his kingdom above all else, putting all things else aside, seeking his kingdom first, taking delight in him, building a relationship with him, and then what? Living that out day after day. You will find not only do you feel more in tune with God's word, not only do you, will you feel more uh, um, uh, receptive to hear from him on a regular basis, whether it's a big decision or a small decision, whether it's just, just your regular day-to-day goings about, well, we can hear from him. We can hear that still small voice. Why? Because we've given him first place in our lives. Because we've taken delight in our relationship with him. And as we live, actively live, purposefully live day to day that way, as we delight in him day to day, as we put him first day to day, as we go through our regular comings and goings, keeping God in mind, keeping God first place. We can fulfill the rest of Matthew chapter 6. If I had to tell you, you could be turning back there. So you should have held your spot. <laughs> Matthew chapter 6. Again, verse 33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. We seek the kingdom of God above all else. We Delight in Him every single day. He fills us with the right desires. And the wrong desires that we used to have fade away. We live with Him day in and day out. We develop a relationship with Him. We seek Him first above all else. And we are able to live out that righteous life that He has called us to. We are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. It is not something that we can earn. It's not something that we can do on our own. We could never get there on our own. It is through Jesus Christ and Him alone. The sacrifice He made, He paid that price for us. Worship team, you guys can head on up. Jesus paid that price for us. And we are called to live it out. We are called to live righteously. We cannot do that apart from Jesus Christ. We cannot seek his kingdom apart from him. We cannot delight ourselves in the Lord apart from Jesus Christ. Day to day, day in and day out, we are called to live a life of sacrificial love for our Lord and Savior. And I'm going to tell you tonight, if there's anybody in this room, and I know most everybody, but if there's anybody in this room who you say, Matt, I have never, I don't even know what that means. What does that mean that Jesus died for me? What does that mean that he paid the price for me? What does that mean to have a relationship with him? This is foreign to me. I don't quite understand. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight that we were all born sinners. We were all born separated from God. But God, because he loves us so much, put a plan into action from the very beginning to win us back to him. To wipe out that sickness called sin in our lives. And to help us have a new relationship with him to be reborn, to be reborn and new creations in Christ Jesus. Everybody stand up with me. If you have never prayed that prayer, if you have never accepted that free gift of salvation that Jesus paid such a price for, if you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life and received him into your heart, 
confessing him as Savior. I don't want you to leave tonight without praying that prayer with me or with somebody, with pastor, uh, because it is the most important decision you will ever make in your entire life. I remember July of 1999, I came up to the front after months of coming to church and finally decided, okay, I understand. I want this. Came up with Pastor Larry, prayed with him, prayed that prayer of salvation with him. And from that day, I have never messed up once. No, that's not true. From that day, the Bible says I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Now, Fortunately or unfortunately, we still have flesh that lives in this world. So the enemy is going to try to keep catching us with sinful desires, with temptations. The enemy is going to try to keep making us very, very busy and distract us from doing what? From seeking first the kingdom of God. But I'm here to tell you tonight that you can't even begin to get on the right path without making Jesus Lord of your life first. So if that's you tonight, as we worship, as we close out in worship, I want you to come up front. I will pray with you. And tonight, you can be a new creature in Christ Jesus, a new creation. Sin washed away. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.